If your team got guaranteed money, tell them call me. Whoop. Make me say my, my, my. I done been around the world. Yeah, I was made for this. Player performance with J.A. Cavalier. My fellow DJs, welcome back to another episode of Player Performance. Brought to you, of course, by everyone's favorite capper. I am J.A. Cavalier. This is Player Performance. NFL Week 3 is now officially in the books. Teams are starting to show us exactly who they are. You would be lying if you said you called any of this. Dolphins 3-0, Eagles 3-0, the Raiders 0-3, and the Jaguars. They just may be the best team in the South. Are they? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. But after the beatdown of the Chargers, they really just might be. And how about them Cowboys and Cooper Rush? More important, how about J.A.? Big week for yours truly. Cashed another NFL Triple Crown on Sunday. I mean Sunday. What a beautiful day Sunday was. The sun was shining. The birds were chirping. The dogs were barking. Three underdogs. All three puppies win the game outright. Colts outright over the Kansas City Chiefs. Panthers outright over the New Orleans Saints. And Atlanta, the Falcons outright over Seattle. Of course, we followed that up on Monday night with the Dallas Cowboys. They beat the New York Football Giants. Another dog winning outright. And we just get up and over the post the total. Add in a parlay. Add in a teaser. Add in Saquon Barkley anytime touchdown. So you say do it again. No problem. That's the theme here for week four. Wash, rinse, repeat. You know what? Executive decision. I just may not lose another NFL game the rest of the season. That's it. I just decided that. Executive decision. All right, guys. Not yet a member. Link in the description below. Day, week, month, season passes all available. Be sure to subscribe and like. Appreciation is always appreciated. We're going to get to the NFL week four in just a second. I'm also going to give my thoughts on the Dallas Cowboys QB1 situation. But first, let's recap week three with Tessa Hall. Back it up. One more time. All right, let's see that again. I'm Tessa Hall with your NFL Week 3 recap. A butt punt didn't result in a loss for Miami, and Buffalo may have a new all-time low. Joey B needed one game versus the Jets to look like a superstar again. Old man Brady lost track of the time, and Green Bay steals a win in Tampa. Devontae Adams is looking for flights to Lambeau after an 0-3 start. Jameis Winston needs new eyes in a back after another bad Saints loss. Lamar is making a run for MVP by using his arm, not his legs. Pour one out for Detroit. This team can't keep losing in the last minute. Carson Wentz is about to be out of his third job after another pitiful performance. Trouble in KC, Mahomes and his OC are screaming while the Chiefs are blowing leads. The Bears can't move the ball, but somehow they have two wins. Justin Herbert has a fractured rib, and the Chargers have a new all-time bad loss to the Jags at home. Kyler Murray didn't get off PlayStation till 3 a.m., and the Cards lose once again to L.A. Broncos country is riding towards one of the worst offenses in the league. The Falcons learned Kyle Pitts exists and took down Seattle. Congrats to Daniel Jones for staying perfect in primetime games with zero wins. That's your NFL Week 3 recap. And of course, the Dolphins-Bengals game starts off week four. That game is probably going on right now, right as the podcast drops. We record this usually Wednesday night, early Thursday. Full transparency, I'm on the Cincinnati Bengals money line. I caught this at open. You guys know I love to fade a good team after such a big emotional win. And that game over the Bills, you would have thought that they won the national championship. Next game on the road, short week against a good offensive football team. And the Vegas and Vegas and the Sharps both obviously think the way I do. The line opened at one, bounced up to three and a half now. 
I jumped on this at one, but like I said, I took this game money line, so we'll see how this one plays out. I'm not actually a Finns fan, but I do have uh, Dolphin season tickets, but I care way more about the team on a ticket than I do about the team on a jersey. So people have been asking me all week what my opinion was on this whole Dallas Cowboy, Cooper Rush, Dak Prescott thing, and I'm going to give what I feel is a fresh perspective. Dallas is dealing what I feel is a case of addition by subtraction. And I don't think anybody believes that Cooper Rush is better than Dak, or maybe they do. I, I don't. The better question is, is Cooper Rush better suited for the Dallas Cowboys? And honestly, he is. But it's really not that simple. It's actually a series of events. The addition of Jason Peters, moving Peters to guard, getting back to run first. People forget that when Dak was at his best, he was mobile. He was as much of a threat to run as he was to pass. He made as many plays with his legs as he did with his arm. But he's just not that dude anymore. It also helps that Kellen Moore has dumbified the playbook. When Dak is at the helm, the entire playbook is open. They try to get creative. And they're not doing that with Cooper Rush. What they're doing, they're running the ball, which is going to open up the field. Cooper Rush is decisive, goes through his progressions quickly, takes what the defense gives him, does not take chances, doesn't force the ball, doesn't make mistakes, and then he takes his shots when it's available. That's precisely what you want a quarterback to do when you have an elite defense. I mean, for Christ's sakes, the Patriots built an entire dynasty on that very same philosophy. Play defense, run the ball, take shots when available. The Buccaneers won a Super Bowl, and I'm not talking about the Tampa Bay Brady Bucks. I'm talking about the Warren Sapp Derrick Brook Bucks. The Brad Johnson as their quarterback bucks. Yeah, him, that guy. The Ravens also won a, uh, a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer at the helm, playing that same philosophy. When you have an elite defense, you just need a quarterback who's not going to make mistakes. You need a quarterback who's not going to lose the game for you. He's not going to give the ball away. And Cooper Rush is a fit for this Dallas Cowboy team. He does exactly that. Well, that's my perspective on this. That's my opinion. Look, I want you guys to chime in. Give me your thoughts. Cooper or Dak, who's a better fit for the Dallas Cowboys? Tell me who. Tell me why. The best response is going to win a $100 Amazon gift card. All right, guys. Well, I've said all that just to say this. It's time for NFL Week 4. Free picks, stats, trends, scores, odds, and more. They tee them up. I knock them down. The money train is pulling out right into the NFL Week 4. Versus Falcons. The Browns laying one and a half. The total here is set at 46 and a half. So I rolled out a match on Atlanta last week. They, of course, beat Seattle outright. That one for me was a no-brainer. On the road or not, Falcons getting points. Seattle still overvalued for beating Denver in the opener. Now, I don't like them nearly as much this week, but still, I am going to stick with the Dirty Birds. Mariota's been more than serviceable. 13 of 20 last week, 229 yards and a touchdown. The only knock on Mariota has been that he can't stay healthy. This team has been competitive in every game this season. Could just as easily be 3-0. Two losses. Both of those losses have been decided by a total of five points. And of course, they are perfect where it matters most. That's against the number. That's against the spread. And I think that trend continues. Falcons offense is just starting to find its way. Kyle Pitts finally becoming a factor. London has to be early leader for ROY, and the Browns could be without Clowney and Garrett, which means that Mariota should be able to stay clean in this one, run the ball, set up play action. 
That's pretty much the formula for Atlanta. And that sticks exactly to what they want to do anyway. The Falcons have the fifth best rush offense in the league, averaging almost 160 yards per game. The underdog in this matchup, 4-1 last five against the spread. Short number, at home, Georgia on my mind. Give me the Falcons to win this game on the field. I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons money line. Jaguars versus Eagles. The Eagles are laying six and a half. The total here is set at 48 and a half. I am on the Eagles first half, laid the four. The Eagles 3-0 against the spread first half this season. They stay on script and pound teams early. Philly is straight up blowing teams out in the first half. And here are their three first half scores. 24-14, to 24-7, 24-0. That's ridiculous. The fact that they've scored 24 in each first half is nearly historic. And they also tend to slow down in the second half. This tells us that it's script and preparation, which tends to be more consistent. And we like consistent. The Jaguars have scored 12 points per first half this season. Philly's D should be able to humble Trevor Lawrence. The Eagles rank fifth overall as a defensive unit, sixth overall against the pass. The most successful part of the Jaguars, obviously Trevor Lawrence. Now he faces an Eagle defense that ranks fifth in takeaways. I like the Eagles to get off early and often. Give me Philadelphia first half and lay the four. Chargers versus Texans. Chargers are laying six and a half. The total here is at 44 and a half. This is absolutely must watch something else TV. Herbert's hurt. Allen is expected back, but he's not going to be 100%. Bosa doubtful. J.C. Jackson questionable. Five offensive starters sideline for L.A. The Chargers are severely underachieving. Houston's been underachieving since Earl Campbell. I mean, all jokes aside, Houston's defense has played well. Offensively, not so much. I mean, they average 16 points a game, and it's hard to imagine them scoring in this one. I'm also not going to rush to the window with the Chargers laying a touchdown. I think this is going to be a very ugly, low-scoring game. I mean, where are the points going to come from? Chargers put up 10 against the Jaguars. Even if they put up 20-21, the Texans are not putting up 20-plus. Give me the under 44-and-a-half in this one. Bills versus Ravens. The Bills are laying three and a half. Total here is set at 51 and a half. Actually opened at 55, dropped to 51 and a half. This game is real simple for me. Situational play. I am on the under 51 and a half. One word, weather. I live in SoFlo. Now, we didn't get hit with the hurricane. Lucky for us, it shifted and hit the other coast. Of course, our thoughts and prayers go out to all those affected. We did, however, get hit with a lot of rain, a lot of wind, flash floods, tornadoes. And after it leaves the state, it's going to travel up the East Coast. Maryland will be affected to some degree. The total opened at 55, plummeted to 51 and a half, and still 70% of the tickets are on the over. Of course, though, it's Josh Allen, it's Lamar Jackson. They're both going to score 60 points. I mean, each. People really just move blindly, and then they wonder why they lose. Even if weather wasn't a factor, this number is still inflated. Historically, this has been a smash-mouth, physical, grinded-out type of game. Last year, same teams, Bills won 17-3. Over the last 10 meetings, 35 points per game average. Eight of the last 10 in this series would have gone under the number of 51 and a half. Bill's defense, with all the drama, with all the injuries, they gave up less than 13 points per game. Buffalo will do to Baltimore what it did to Miami. Control the ball, control the clock, control the game. 
How do you mask injuries in the secondary? By applying pressure. Make Lamar beat you from the pocket. Jackson has been very comfortable to this point this season. I don't think that's going to be the case come Sunday. Now, I can't say for certain that the Bills are going to win and cover this game. I can comfortably say that this game goes under the posted total with points to spare. J.A. Cavaliers Pro Football Triple Crown. Three NFL games for this Sunday. Three straight, three two-team parlays, one week, $99. His pro football triple crown must go 3-0 or the entire NFL season is free. J.A. Cavaliers pro football triple crown. Link in the description below. Click the link now and jump on the money train. Bears versus Giants. The Giants are laying three. The total here is set at 39 and a half. I'm actually going to take a player prop in this one. I am going Daniel Jones under 213 and a half passing yards. If you like watching paint dry, you're going to love the Bears-Giants matchup. These are two of the least productive offenses in the NFL. The Giants have averaged 201 yards passing since the beginning of last season. That's second worst in the NFL. Chicago actually has the NFL's third best pass defense. They give up just under 193 yards per game. Since 2021, Jones has gone under his passing yards prop nine of his last 11 games. He has yet to hit 200 yards this season. He's not going to hit it Sunday against the Bears. Give me Daniel Jones under 213 and a half yards passing. Jets versus Steelers. Steelers are laying four. The total here is set at 40 and a half. So Zach Wilson is expected to start for the Jets. Kenny Pickett might get the nod for the Steelers. But either way, Trubisky, Pickett, Flacco, Wilson, who cares? Both offenses are a sewage plant. Pittsburgh's 28th in yards per play. The Jets average 17 points a game. Pittsburgh averages 18. The total opened here at 42.5. Now, I did jump on this early. It's adjusted, but not nearly enough. I still like it under the 40.5 or even down to 40. If you like offenses, this one is not the game to watch for you. Much like the Titanic, this one is going under. Cardinals versus Panthers. The Panthers are laying two. The total here is set at 44, and it's just too easy. I mean, really, it's just too easy for me right now. Seeing the board really clear, another max winner. The Carolina Panthers outright over the Saints last week. I told you, I just might not lose another game in the NFL. The Panthers D forced three turnovers. McCaffrey looked like his old self. Carolina ended what was a nine-game losing streak. And sometimes, really, that's just all it takes to get rolling. Remember, every streak starts with one. And I'm going back to the well with the Carolina Panthers in this spot. The Panthers have absolutely owned Arizona. 6-0 and both straight up and against the spread, the last six against the Cardinals. Oh, and all six wins were by double digits. Arizona just 1-4 straight up and against the spread last five games. And they really should be 0-5. Of course, I'm referring to the overtime scoop and score in Las Vegas. This week, no A.J. Green, no Hopkins. Rondell Moore is hurt. Arizona has had no rhythm on offense. And Carolina has the third best red zone defense in the league. Arizona couldn't find the end zone with a map. Give me the Carolina Panthers. Lay the two. Broncos versus Raiders. Raiders are laying two. The total here is set at 45 and a half. Hollins and Waller have been getting all of the love. Devontae Adams is pissed. If mom is not happy, no one's happy. And you know what they say. Look, happy wife, 
happy life. Expect Carr to force feed the ball to Adams. Take over in all of Adams' props. Over receptions, anytime touchdown, over receiving yards. Trust me, Adams is going to have himself a day. Carr also has to be tired of hearing that Adams, his guy, his best friend, was way better off with Aaron Rodgers. As far as the game goes here, the game of the week, my top play for the show, over the post the total. This is game is going to fly up and over the total. McDaniels has officially gotten a stern talking to, and talent usually responds. Lucky for us, all of the Raiders' talent is on the offensive side of the ball. The Raiders are going to score 30-plus in this game, and that still may not be enough to win. It will, however, translate in an over, and let's face it, me, Big Mike, and any nine of our listeners can score on the Raiders' D. Russ is going to have to start earning his money, and this is the spot. Division, rivalry game, indoors, weather, and the elements will not be a factor. Vegas ranks 25th in points allowed, so they're not going to be a factor. These two teams went off of 58 last year. They have a history of points being scored. Over is 7-1-1 in the Raiders' last nine home games against a team with a winning record. The over is 10-4 in the Raiders' last 14 after a loss. The over is 7-3 in the Raiders' last 10 games against the West. The Raiders have scored 32 or more in three of the last four against Denver. The over is 12-6 in the Raiders' last 18 home games. The narrative is flawless. The numbers support it. Top play, Broncos-Raiders over the post, a total of 45 and a half. J.A. Cavaliers Pro Football Triple Crown. Three NFL games for this Sunday. Three straight, three two-team parlays. One week, $99. His Pro Football Triple Crown must go 3-0, or the entire NFL season is free. J.A. Cavaliers Pro Football Triple Crown. Link in the description below. Click the link now and jump on the money train. That's right. Get to whylose.com right now. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E.com. Day, week, month, season pass is available. That's whylose.com. The letter Y, L-O-S-E.com. Link in the description below. Pick up the NFL Triple Crown. I've swept the Triple Crown two of the first three weeks so far. I love the card for this Sunday. That's our show for this week. I am J.A. Cavalier. I'll be back here next week. Until then, remember to play responsibly. Bet with your head, not above it. Day, week, month, and season packages available on whylose.com. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E dot com.